Put yourself in your partner's shoes. Imagine if you were them, what would help you feel comfortable with making this large decision? How will this decision benefit you as a couple and or your family? Remember to explain your why, the path to profitability, and the value of your offering and how you're different. If you can demonstrate that you're serious about it and your idea is more than just a pipe dream, you'll have a much better chance to get that yes. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. I'm excited to have my husband, Drew Kiefer, on the podcast today. And what we're going to dive into is what it looks like when you come to your partner with your big idea. We hope that we're going to be able to paint a picture of how some of those conversations might go. But first, Drew, I would love it if you introduced yourself to our audience. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. My name is Drew, uh, happily married for eight years and counting and three-time entrepreneurial spouse. I spend most of my day working for a European-based company called Walters Kluwer Health. We work primarily in healthcare technology. I've been doing that for the vast majority of my professional career, spanning over 12 years now. The majority of it was spent on the customer retention side. And most recently, I transitioned into more of a sales operations role, but great to be here today. I love that Drew has lived his whole career in corporate America because it's actually been really beneficial for me sometimes when I'm tackling these online business issues. I'll come to Drew and he'll see it from a different angle than I see it because our experience is a lot different. But anyways, we want to start from the very beginning. So we understand that every couple operates differently. For Drew and I, we have financial transparency. And so the idea of bringing Drew this business idea, I really was looking for his buy-in and his support because I knew Drew so well. I kind of knew that I had to be really prepared. And I thought about what his objections would be, which we'll get into later. Drew and I also, at the time that I was starting Expecting and Empowered, we had our first son, Max, and I was pregnant with our second son. So something that came into play for us was the time demand of starting a business. We knew that we had a parenting demand, two jobs, and then I was bringing the idea of a business onto the table. So Drew, let's go back to the beginning. Do you remember when I first brought up the idea of expecting and empowered to you? And I would love if you talked about what concerns came up for you. Overall, I thought it was an interesting idea. I think the talents and skill sets of both you and your co-owner and sister, Crystal, formed a really strong team. My biggest concerns, I would say, were 
the financial investment for no guaranteed return, but more importantly, your time commitment as a soon-to-be mother of two, someone very active in the nursing profession that also like to pursue other interests outside of day-to-day work. So I didn't know where that time was going to fit in. Yeah. And I think that that's all fair. In full transparency, the reason that we're having Drew on this episode is because he needed a little bit more than Colin and Sam, who are Abby and Kat's husbands, needed to give a green light to something like this. And we know that some of you might also be dealing with a partner that is a little bit more analytical. I knew Drew. I knew that he is an X's and O's type of guy, meaning he likes a plan. So when I was coming to him with the idea of expecting an empowered, I treated it like a pitch. In those days, I loved Shark Tank. So I kind of knew the things that he might ask of me and the things that I should have at least thought about ahead of presenting this idea to him. For me as a business owner, and this is what we teach in our course, is I always want to see a pathway to profitability ahead of me. Now, Drew, as a partner of an entrepreneur, what are you looking for when you're looking at a new idea? Because as we know, Expecting and Empowered wasn't the last business idea I was going to bring to you. As you well stated, Amy, I think the pathway to profitability was key for me. How much is that initial investment? How long do you anticipate it taking to recoup those initial startup fees? What does the plan and strategy for a steady source of income look like without having to spend all of your time doing this and bending over backwards? Some other things that I think are important is knowing your why. So why is your product and or service valuable? What is your differentiator that will set you apart from just being a commodity. And I think as a partner, knowing that your partner has done the research needed to know this is a good idea and it is very likely to be successful. I think it's also important, and Amy did this very well with me, is to ask me up front what my concerns were because she could then address those accordingly. Not knowing where you're aiming doesn't allow you to land where you need to. I'm somebody that as Amy kind of already stated, I make very calculated decisions. I'm very thoughtful and pragmatic about what I put into these types of decisions, especially when you're talking about financial or big life decisions. And so I needed to know that it was more than just a passion project, that it was a thoughtful business idea and overall how it would ultimately benefit us and our family, not just be something that you're happy that you created. I think it's important to provide examples of past projects that you've taken on that have had successful outcomes. So many of you probably have not started a business before, but you can relate it to other things you've done in your life that you've initiated on your own that have had successful outcomes. It doesn't necessarily need to be financial, but those things can be relatable. Or if you've started things in the past that haven't been successful, What did you learn about those situations that are now better preparing you for launching your own business? 
Yeah. And we've talked about it in other episodes, skill sets transfer. So even if you're in corporate America, what is the skill set that you're bringing to your new business idea that you can easily show your partner transfer? Something that I thought was really interesting in Drew's response is he talked about that piece of, okay, yes, we know you're passionate about it, but you know, passion doesn't pay the bills. And at Pursuing Her Purpose, we really are about making profitable online businesses because most of us or all of us need money to be able to live, support our family, have a lifestyle that we want. I think that people with your personality type can get a little bit of a bad rap because you weren't full in and blindly supportive of me. And so I just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to the people that have a partner like you. I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think I did a good job of speaking to the issues that you brought up. I didn't get defensive with Drew. I really felt like this is our family. This is our money together. He has every right to ask me these questions. Yeah, I think that's well put, Amy. You know, For me, I wasn't coming at it from an angle of, I want to be difficult and resist your idea that you're super excited about. It's just helping to understand what your plan and motivations are so that we can make an informed decision based on what's best for our family, knowing that there was going to be finances involved to get things started up. That's important. But as I mentioned earlier, just the time commitment that you would be taking away from the family, what that would look like up front and perhaps years down the road for better or worse. And also another stressor that you would add into your life. All of those things have a big impact on how we operate and succeed as a family. So for me, more than anything, I just wanted to understand what those answers looked like and and what your thought process was to help me be comfortable with what you were looking to do. And it's helpful for me to have someone like you because I have a very sunny, probably overly positive outlook on things. And so sometimes I won't see all the work that's ahead of me. And it's helpful to kind of hear someone else's perspective on that. So when we started expecting and empowered, our family and Crystal's family each made a $3,000 investment to help get it off the ground. At the time, our family, we didn't have an overabundance of money, but Crystal and I both saw the plus side of bootstrapping a little bit so that we could come out of it with 100% ownership. It feels like it's been a while since those days, but do you remember when we were bootstrapping and you would watch not only our kids, but Crystal's as well so that we could get started? Oh, I do vividly remember those days. In fact, there was a time right before you guys launched, you and Crystal had somewhere to be. And so I was responsible for Crystal's oldest and second child, along with Maxwell. And I vividly remember you guys coming in the front door as I'm coming down to our main level from upstairs with Max and Crystal's oldest in my arms, each crying their heads off. (laughs) Meanwhile, Crystal's second oldest was crying in a pack and play somewhere. (laughs) And I probably had a, a very large look of defeat on my face, but we made it through. Nobody got injured. And here we are today. 
Yeah. And I remember both Crystal and I felt so supported that you were willing to do that because that was before we even launched. Like, I'm just thankful there were only three children to take care of at that time instead of six, because I may not have made it through that one. But that goes to show sometimes for the couple, the sacrifice is, yes, the investment of money, but it was also Drew's. It was like a Saturday or a Sunday, and you're taking your time to watch all these kids so that we can do something that we needed to do for the business. But I thought it would be interesting for you to speak on also the idea that we have always had full ownership of the businesses with my business partners, even when we had offers of people wanting to invest. What is kind of your take on full ownership versus having anyone else be an investor to a business? By default, I lean heavily towards completely owning your own business or company and not relying on outside resources. If you have the financial means to do so, I would say do it on your own. The exception to that would be if there's an external resource that can provide a lot of valuable business guidance or exposure that would increase your likelihood for success. That would be my one exception to that. But why I think it's important to own your own company outright or with a business partner is that Part of the reason you're starting your own business in the first place that I think many of you could attest to is you want to be the boss. You want to have the answers and the questions to everything. You don't necessarily want to be answering to somebody else. You want it to really be your own. And that creates more of a sense of ownership. Additionally, I'm a big fan of what's called proof of concept, which means you make a small initial investment to prove the value of your offering, then you can make more of an investment with confidence knowing there's return on investment. And that's specifically why with Pursuing Her Purpose, we teach in the online business space because usually people need less capital in this type of business than they do if you're going out there and you're selling product. So, okay, let's go back to the very beginning of Expecting and Empowered. I'll never forget the day we launched because I did have to go to my nursing job that day. And so I was refreshing our email looking for these sales to pour in. So that first day, we made 11 sales. And I remember talking to Crystal on the phone and we were just thinking if we could just sell one to two guides a day, like think about how amazing that would be. So it wasn't an instant success by any means, but it did grow fairly fast. Drew, I'm really interested to hear what were your expectations for expecting an empowered in the beginning? I didn't know for sure, but what I thought was that the business would be kind of a fun hobby for you and Crystal that would you know, ultimately make some level of additional income, kind of like a part-time job where you were your own boss. Do you remember when I kept telling you, I think this could be big. I think this could be... And that was before I had any sign, really. Yes. Uh, which of the hundreds <laughs> of times are you referring to? <laughs> But With I was right. expecting and empowered or any other business that you've started. <laughs> okay. So 
Drew and I then continue down this road of wanting to make really smart and sound decisions for our family. So I didn't leave my nursing job until Expecting and Empowered was able to fully replace my income plus benefits. I think that you and I as a couple, we might have a more conservative approach than other people. So I'm just going to say that flat out. But that's when we felt comfortable taking a jump. Can you talk through what that decision looked like for us? And do you remember how long of a timeline we laid out for me? I do. So to lay out that timeline, you and Crystal launched the business in October of 2017. You guys had some moderate success, I would say, the first few months. And the first time I realized this business could be headed for big things was Labor Day weekend of 2018. So we're talking almost 10 months later. The sales just kept on coming in all weekend. And that was the first time I also thought, hey, maybe this is no longer just like a part-time side hustle, but this could grow into a full-time gig. So shortly after that, we, not because of that, but shortly after that, just from a timeline (laughs) perspective, we decided we would try to have our third child, little Coco. And as part of that, knowing the the business was growing and having success, there were a number of things that I had kind of put before myself and Amy that I needed to be comfortable with before Amy decided to leave her day job. The first one that Amy mentioned was to easily replace the current guaranteed income was also to see consistent business growth and maintenance and also the benefits package that you had at the time, they were better than mine. So getting through Cole's birth and all of the expenses associated with having a child and an infant in that first year were important to me. Some other considerations we talked through were, Amy, would you miss your nursing job? Would you miss your patients and your coworkers and all that comes with it? And then also you were closing and on becoming fully vested in your company's matched retirement benefits, but leaving prior to 2022 would cause you to leave a lot of money on the table. Additionally, the flexibility of not being tied to a nursing job schedule with three kids was an important factor. And in all, both the financial and flexibility elements weighed in favor of making the jump. As Amy said, we probably could have comfortably made the decision a bit sooner, but I'm a risk averse person when it comes to decisions like that. And so really it was by the time you left your nursing job after starting the business was a little over two years. The first year of that, we didn't really expect it to be a talking point, but the last, you know, close to a year and a half before you left your nursing job was a frequent topic of discussion for us. Yeah. And as partners, we were just reevaluating and considering, and then we kind of made a formal plan when things were getting a little bit more serious. But you guys can hear how Drew's brain works. I mean, look at all the things that went into that decision. Whereas for me, my brain doesn't work that way. Like I was more ready with less information to do it than Drew was. But you can kind of understand that both partners have their concerns. You might have a different fear. Your partner might have a different fear. But to address each one and make a decision that you're both comfortable with was our strategy. 
One thing that I love about you is that you are overly honest. You're never going to blow smoke when someone doesn't deserve it. Now, saying that you love that I'm overly honest is a bit of an oxymoron. So are you saying that you love that about me? Yes. Or are you a little yes. bit joking? <laughs> no, I love that about you. And what we as a brand try to let people know is that, you know what? Entrepreneurship is not without sacrifice. So as we've mentioned, I started expecting and empowered when I was not only working as a nurse, but Drew and I were expanding our family. So what I want to know from you is what are the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur's spouse? There's definitely peaks and valleys going back to the early years, knowing that you were you know, working a day job and then trying to develop and launch this business on the side while growing our family. There was very little time for us to begin with, but adding several hours to each week, in many cases days, left very little time for you and I to connect at the end of the day. During that period of time, you were more stressed. You were also pregnant, so that probably wasn't the best combination for stressors. And then I just had to pick up a lot more responsibility as a partner in the family, which I'm happy to do for the right reasons. And this was the right reason, but that doesn't mean that I enjoyed every minute of it. Over the years, it has gotten easier, but those were some of the bigger challenges that we encountered in the early years. You also kind of learn what your partner needs and maybe what they don't prefer. So I distinctly remember one day in the kitchen, I was telling you something about expecting and empowered. I was excited about it. And you said, babe, I love expecting and empowered. I love that this is going well. I can't talk about this every single day. I was so passionate about it. And so what I learned from that conversation, I really respected that Drew said that. And I knew, hey, you know what? I need a community. I need people that are entrepreneurs that love these conversations and love the next idea we have for the business. And I can't use all of Drew and I's connection and conversations to talk about my business. I do recall that. That's a very good point that I failed to bring up, but Baldwin. Okay. So now let's move on to the next business idea, which a lot of you probably know the second business was herself. I'm wondering at that point, we just talked about everything that was hard about being an entrepreneur spouse. Were you hesitant at all when I'm coming to you with this new business idea at that point in the game? My only concern was that you were planning to start herself as you were leaving your day-to-day nursing job, knowing that there would be no break, a very abrupt transition as you're still building, expecting, and empowered. And would you have the capacity to do both well and still be present with the family. You know, I think why I didn't have more concern than that is because you had clearly proven success with expecting and empowered herself was a pretty minimal upfront financial investment. And you had a pretty large following on social media that would translate to a good audience for herself. And you had relevant ideas to bring to the table that women would care to listen to and For many of those reasons, I wasn't very opposed to you launching herself with Abby. Yeah. And one thing that was coming 
to my mind during that answer too is the idea of what Drew has helped me to do in entrepreneurship, which is now something that we talk about all the time here on Pursuing Her Purpose is there were times when he said, you know what, Amy, I really would love you to be on your phone less at night. And so I just love that you along the way, you were so supportive of me, but you also wanted what was best for our family. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get so obsessed with building what we're building. You need that grounding force to remind you to also don't miss out on this part of your life. Well, and also knowing you, you are a hard worker and you have creative vision, but you are not a person that wants to be hustling 24 hours a day. And you got into that pattern for a bit. And I knew that was not healthy for our family, but just as important for you, that was going to burn you out over time. And I don't think you would quite realize it yet, Uh, but that's definitely one of the reasons I wanted to raise that concern. Yeah, I was was working like every spare minute of my day, but I was just so excited about what I was doing that I kind of let that blind me. So I think that you have left our listeners with so much good information, tangible advice about talking to their partner. I'm wondering what else, like what are other words of advice specifically when it comes to them talking to their partner about their business idea? Put yourself in your partner's shoes. Imagine if you were them, what would help you feel comfortable with making this large decision? How will this decision benefit you as a couple and or your family? Remember to explain your why, the path to profitability, and the value of your offering and how you're different. If you can demonstrate that you're serious about it, and your idea is more than just a pipe dream, you'll have a much better chance to get that yes. Yeah, I think taking the conversation very seriously with your partner and giving them that respect of showing like, I really value that we are a team and here is what I want to do would be my advice. Okay, you guys. So next week is the last launch of 2022 purposeful business. So if you are about to start an online business of your own, we have a complete roadmap so that you'll be able to answer all the questions that we talked about during this interview. If you hop on the wait list, you will get an exclusive discount. We're going to put that right in the show notes. You'll get first access to be able to become part of this cohort and an exclusive discount. So make sure if you're interested, you get on that wait list. Don't miss out. 